good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, and welcome back to episode uh, 230 of the Dave's I Know podcast. Uh, we have the full crew here today. Jess, how are you doing? Roger, Dodger, 10-4, Niner, I'm here. Okay, and MJ, how are you doing, MJ? I'm also present. I'm a, a little tired and hungry after running around on the ice for a little bit, but um, I'm also very happy to be here. All right. Sounds like we should have a very lively podcast then. <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry. What did you just say? It sounds like we should have a pretty lively podcast then. Oh, hell I'm yeah. Also... <laughs> How are you, David? Uh, I am also tired. My child uh, children decided to get up at six o'clock Saturday oh, no. and Sunday morning. So oh, no. and I was on I was on uh, dad duty first thing in the morning and Anna let Anna sleep in. So um, so, yeah, so it's uh, we'll, we'll see. Let's just power through this one. I can get it uh edited and uploaded and get to bed so um all right let's start with uh minnesota united news as we are wont to do in the off season we actually have quite a bit of minnesota united news uh we mentioned luisa maria last week but um uh, according to reports today from uh ml soccer andy greeter and then some um uh websites in south america that luisa maria will be back in minnesota united very very soon um as a dp it sounds like um from what i read it sounds like the contract is two years with a, a two option years as well um he'll be a dp for at least the first year because it sounds like there's going to be a not unsubstantial transfer fee uh to his club uh in uh, paraguay so which all of a sudden sarsfield right Velis, yeah Velis sarsfield um which is uh uh now all of a sudden we have a shit ton of strikers <laughs> and they're all under 31 years and they're all under 30 years old. So go figure, man. Heath is the striker whisperer. Maybe he just needs to, uh, yeah, to talk to some uh, younger kids or something. He, he needs to talk to some boys. These, uh, these old men that he was signing, the Kai Kamaras of the world, we're not, uh, we're not buying what Adrian Heath was selling. So, so yeah, so striker went from a position of, of what we assumed, fairly weak at the beginning of the off season with maybe just who knew on the roster to um, a pretty, like I said, pretty, uh, a pretty deep position, um, including, you know, we signed Bongo from South Africa. Uh, we drafted a kid, a uh, 21 year old kid. Uh, we brought Abu Dunladi back. Um, so, yeah, so it's a, uh, it's gotten fairly deep, fairly quickly. And then we have a, a trial. that we'll talk about in a little bit who uh, has been lighting it up for the, in the striker position. So, uh, Minnesota United hopefully is set. Uh, they'll have two DP strikers, which is a little weird uh, for MS, MLS teams. Um, but we saw in Luis Amaria's uh, original go round with Minnesota United, the basically the two and a half games that he played before he got hurt, he actually looked really good um, for for Minnesota United. And him getting a chance to play with Reynoso, I think, can only mean hopefully good things. And hopefully he's uh, able to um justify that remember when he said he's gonna score 25 goals for for minnesota united when he when he signed uh he's got 23 more to go um he scored two before he was hurt so <laughs> before he got he's, injured. Got 20, he's got 23 goals so hopefully uh hopefully that's that's the case because i i like louis Maria when he uh it's, it's funny actually i was at the I had to go to the doctor's office for ragnar had a had a um a follow appointment and I was wearing my dark cloud shirt and the, the, the woman behind the plexiglass checking, checking was in, she looks at my shirt. She's like, are you really a dark cloud? And I was like, yeah, um, been going to games for, you know, a long time. She's like, oh, the Luisa Maria signing was just really great news. And I had, I had not even heard it at this point. This is at like, you know, <laughs> one o'clock in the afternoon. She's breaking news to me. So I played it up like, oh yeah, no, he's very excited. I really hope he gets those 20, 25 goals. So 
uh, it was a great way to, uh, you know, go to the doctor's office. So, uh, any boys, he's ours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about this last week because I think it, it was announced shortly after we got done recording. Uh, only Fisher uh, signs with Minnesota United as well. He's a veteran defender. Um, played with the Galaxy, most recently Galaxy, but he's also played with DC and the Seattle Sounders. Uh, Seventy-eight matches total. He's basically going to be depth uh, for he can play both left back and right back. So um, Romain Menier is still recovering from his hamstring uh, injury at the end of the, uh, in the playoffs last year. Obviously we need uh, depth for chase uh, left back. Um, he's a Jamaican international, but he does have a green card. So he will not take up an international roster spot. So uh, O'Neill Fisher uh, joins the loons. Welcome. Will he push chase Gasper for the starting position? Who knows? Who knows? Will Inchi make him? He's um, he spoke pretty glowingly of him. So it sounds like this is definitely a guy that was on their on their radar as a potential backup. So I mean, he'll certainly he'll certainly get some starts. I think. Um, we, you know, Romain is not. You know, he's not been he's not been injury prone, but he definitely picks up at least like one knock a year where he's out for three or four games. Um, and, you know, Chase often gets played way too much and could definitely use a breather. So I think Fisher is going to see, I mean, in a, you know, a regular 34 game season, I think we'll see O'Neill Fisher start maybe 10 to 12 games probably for, for Minnesota United, either at left back or right back. I'll take the under on that. All right. <laughs> uh, all right, MJ, do you want to talk a little bit about this trialist that uh, scored um, at the match on uh, over the weekend that we'll talk about in a little bit? What's a trialist? It's, so a trialist is when someone comes in, they're not officially on the team, um, but they are, they're trialing. Um, that's where the, it comes from to either a spot on the team or on the reserve team. So he, he was basically invited to training camp to practice and to play but he doesn't have a contract with the team. So he's not officially on the team. He's not getting paid. He's hoping to get paid. Correct. Mm. And we do not have a good track record of signing trialists or like there was that one Ukrainian American guy that, that came in. I was really impressed with him. We decided to waive him and send him on to NASL or wherever he went. So, so a lot of just a lot of the, the trials who are coming in are, kids from around the area you know minnesota wisconsin iowa um who are you know either ideally they would love to get onto the minnesota united roster but more more than likely they're looking to, um to sign on to a team like minneapolis city or a usl mm -hmm. league one team or a usl championship team they're, they're looking to get some reps and, and maybe potentially play in mls in a few years but like they're really trying to just get in front of as many coaches as possible as many scouts mm. as possible. Scouts, yep. And, okay. Yep. So tell us about uh, Emmanuel Iwe, uh, MJ. Iwe played last year with uh, Joy Athletic, so he, he has history with the goats. He also, like a lot of goats, came from the St. Cloud State soccer program where he went to school. He has had trials in Europe, uh, both at uh, – at Verde Bremen and then down in Costa Rica with Deportivo Saprissa. He is one of the guys that you, if you go watch Joy Athletic, as Jess and I did, and uh, he is one of the guys that stands out for them, that he has a good mm -hmm. awareness, good creativity on the ball. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And he scored a goal this weekend that we'll, we'll talk a little bit about um, in the uh, down in Orlando. So he's, he's shown enough that he's actually, you know, he was traveling down to, to, or trying you know, to travel down to Orlando with the team. So, um, which is a good sign for, for him, whether it's in uh, Minnesota United two, or well, again, with another, with another team like Madison. We, I know we sent, we sent some of our trialists to Madison after um, preseason with us. So that's a, a place where they might go as well. So. I'm really still quite concerned about this Minneapolis to Minnesota United to city to there seems all of a sudden I feel like there are lots of different not major league teams happening. Well, I mean, city two has been going for a long, you know, three or four years. 
but 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 the uh, MLS I'm feeling very totally... anxious about the Minnesota landscape. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's a good thing. Honestly, there's more opportunities. Um, obviously, Minnesota United too will. While it's not a, a official pro team, it will it will more or less act as as the um, bridge between their academy and the and the main team, the the first uh, first division side. So there will be a lot of um, there will be a lot of professionalism in that. City two is is much more. It's the same thing. It's a bridge from younger players potent, you know to get them into college and then to play with city mm-hmm. Minneapolis city the main team in the summer so they both mm-hmm. have their purposes they both have their they're not gonna be they're not gonna be I, I find it very hard to believe that either team will be cannibalizing one another in terms of like the types of players that they're looking for the talent that they're looking mm-hmm. for there may be some there may be eventually some Minneapolis players that go from Minneapolis city to, you know, the Minnesota United to um, potentially, but there's, I think there's enough talent in soccer talent in Minnesota to support, you know, multiples of teams, honestly, we have, and there, you know, we also have to consider there's a bunch of teams that are in the NPSL um, including a Minneapolis city team that are, are, you know, getting players as well. And they're all, they all have their own sort of niche, right? MJ, like there's a certain type of player, certain type of, of uh soccer player in each at each division or each level correct it it means that local soccer is growing that's a good thing i have no confidence after seeing you know i think it's now three minneapolis city players go to mls for teams that are not in minnesota that Mm -hmm. minnesota united has any ability to, to scout uh, local NPSL until they brought Emmanuel uh, Iwe in. So, right. uh, you know, maybe that means they're realizing there's some more homegrown talent that they have been ignoring and need to pay attention to. Yeah, that'd be, that's hundred percent correct. So, uh, okay. The Portland tourney will be, will start next week, actually on uh, Sunday. Um, and we are going to have a, a correspondent there watching uh, Rob Pedersen. Uh, he's coming down from Seattle for at least two of the matches. Sounds like he might try and see all three. Um, so he'll be there and he's going to join us uh, probably the not next Monday, but the Monday after to talk about what he saw from the Minnesota United. So they start off the tournament against the Portland Timbers at 2 p.m. Uh, Central Time on Sunday. That game will actually be streamed. Um, I think via the Portland Timbers website. So my guess is we'll probably have it on at the Blackheart. Uh, and then the they play RSL, uh, Real Salt Lake, on the February 16th. So that would be a week from Wednesday. And then the Norwegian side, Viking FK, at 4.30 p.m. on February 19th. Uh, that game, I think, will also be streamed. It sounds like the only game that won't be streamed is the RSL match on, uh, on the 16th. But there's a possibility it still might be. It, it just... Portland will be the one who's stream- doing the streaming. So it's whether or not Minnesota United can, you know, jump into that. Um, so, yeah, so that'll be exciting. And it'll be nice to chat with Rob. And Jess, you can you can pepper him with all of your ISC questions as he was he was, he was most recently the ISC rep for Red Loons. And he was he was very involved. I was I have not been as involved, um, but I know he mentioned <laughs> he was chatting with me uh, last week after the podcast. And he said, oh, yeah, there's some there's some stuff that I can uh, I can let I can teach Jess about ISC. So if you have any other ISC questions, okay. Rob will be the guy to Rob will be the guy to talk to. I'll keep that in mind. Sounds good. Uh, and then Kervin Ariaga, uh, who oh is a Honduran national, was supposed Stop to be me. in Minnesota. Was supposed to be in Minnesota for the U.S. men's national team versus Honduras World Cup qualifying match uh, this past Wednesday. However, uh, he was not given a visa when he got to the airport, so he was not allowed to travel to the U.S. Uh, the, when that news came out, it was all in Spanish. It was a little weird. No one could quite figure out exactly what the reasoning was. Um, basically, it was very vague and seemed really you know ominous, like, is this guy, you know, like to hit people is he a pistol whipper is he, is he a wife beater what is it <laughs> we know what we figure it out it came out i think uh over the weekend 
that basically he was detained because he had back child back uh back child support that he had not paid so he's just an overall scumbag and not like a uh uh violent scumbag uh as we are want to have on this on this team so the rumor i heard was that the team was planning you know, they were going to do the medical and hopefully announce uh, ariaga joining the team in on wednesday in when he was up here with honduras so he needs to uh um he needs to get get that stuff taken care of it sounds like uh scott kerson who we've had in the we had in the podcast a, a while ago who's a longtime Minnesota soccer fan. Uh, he's done some, apparently he does did some digging and it sounds like he's like trying to figure out the stuff now, the alimony and, and all that uh, and get everything taken care of. So it sounds like he's still in the plans for Minnesota United, but uh, it was, uh, it was like, it was, a, it was a weird 72 hours where everybody was just like, Oh, is this, is this guy like a, yeah, like a violent scumbag or is he just a regular scumbag? And, how many scumbags we want in our midfield. And so anyways, so it sounds like he's still on. Yeah. So it sounds like he's still on track um, to get him before the season starts. So let's talk about him as a player for a moment, as, as opposed to all around. He's a defensive Uh, midfielder. I maintain my anti pistol whipping stance. Um, We are all very, I think I I can speak for all of us. Yeah. So he's a, he's a, (laughs) He's a defensive midfielder. So think Ozzy Alonso. He's kind of a, um, maybe not as much of a destroyer type. So violent then. But, <laughs> <laughs> correct. So he's, he definitely fits into the midfield um, and would be more of a defensive midfielder, not, uh, you know, not taking away Will Trap. That would free up Dotson to be a little more flexible Um and allow Will Trap to get forward a little more, kind of what like what Ozzy was doing towards the end of last year. The guys, the guys, a good player, I think, hmm. generally based on the stuff that I've read and seen. Um, he's young too, so there's mm-hmm. potential sell-on value for the for the guy if he if he plays well. But he's also apparently a scumbag who um, refuses to pay his alimony. So take well... that for what you will. Anyways. I heard MJ I mean, has a has someone a hearing on third hand. So when the MJ Anon learned that Figaro or uh, that Ariaga was detained in Honduras, there were a number of conspiracy theories that came out. Everything from that he's being held hostage by various, you know on sundry types or one of the possibilities was maybe he owes somebody some money right and all the people that we thought he owed money to theories came out of uh la dsa ocho otherwise known as the 18th street gang honduran captain and former wigan and uh houston dynamo player Maynor figueroa maybe had a little something on him you know maybe he lost a bet to Maynor figueroa uh sportscaster turned vice president of Honduras, Salvador Nazaraya. And of course, uh, maybe he owes money to the George Soros quantum fund. But it turns out he just doesn't pay for his children. So there you go. Uh, so yeah, so it, it sounds like, he's, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it sounds like he's still on the on, in the plans for Minnesota United, um, and they it looks like they they hope to have him in back into the country by the time they're in Portland. So, which is not too uh, long away. Um, all right, and then Minneapolis City, sorry, Minneapolis City, Minnesota United had a match uh, over the weekend. They what? played Orlando. Yeah, they played Orlando City down in Orlando. It was a uh, apparently a barn burner of a match, and apparently Emmanuel Reynoso scored an absolutely. I watched the goal; it was fucking great. I don't know if you get a chance to watch it. Um, he scores basically from like the halfway line. Uh, take just in Rooney, take that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Minnesota um, starting eleven uh, was again pretty close to what we think a, a starting eleven might look like for the team. Uh, Saint Clair was in goal with uh, DJ Taylor, Coleman, Debassi, and Gasper uh, across the back line. With Jacory Hayes and Will Trap in the midfield, um, uh, Fragapane, Reynoso, Nico Hansen, and then Abu Dunladi up top. Uh, Reynoso, Dunladi, good Hayes, about and- that. That, that. Yeah, 
It's pretty. It's pretty damn close to a starting lineup. And I'm yeah, so happy to see Nico included in it. I mean, yeah, I yeah. Mean, I love Nico Hansen. I like Nico Hansen too, but we know that Metinier is probably going to start it right back instead of DJ Taylor. We know that Boxall is going to be there instead of probably Brent Coleman. We know that. And those are okay with me. A, a, a probably. In fact, a those are improvements or, probably. Or, Adotson or Ariaga are probably in the in the center midfield with Will Trapp. I do like that Hayes is getting starting time though. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Reynoso, Dunlady, Hayes, and Trapp all scored for Minnesota. Woo! Uh, they were they were down one nothing. Uh, then they were up four to one, and then they won five to four. <laughs> um, we and talked who about the winning goal, David. Yeah, the trialist Emmanuel Iwe, uh scored the, the winner. And Dane St. Clair saved a penalty in the match too. So um, everything so far, other than conceding, you know, a, a three goal lead to uh, Orlando city, um, which again is peak Minnesota United. So of course it makes perfect sense that they, that they would do that. Um, Boxall is back yeah. from international duty as his winger, uh, Robin Lude apparently was serving. He was doing military service because Finland has a national uh, conscription. So he was, I don't know, probably mm. kicking soccer ball somewhere in Finland for a little while. Um, so they're back. Patriot. Yep. So they're back in the, with the team. So we should hopefully see those guys in Portland, I would imagine. Uh, and then the last little bit of, of news is that Minnesota United will reveal their new dark kit on February 18th. So just before the Viking match out in Portland. So no news on whether there's going to be sort of a of a reveal party or anything like that. I know they have done in the past, but obviously with COVID, it's a little harder to do. Um, my guess is they'll you'll be able to buy the new kit in the store in the store uh, probably that day or or the nineteenth or whatever. So don't know. We have not heard. We, we not seen any leaks. We haven't seen. Yeah, we haven't seen any leaks. The only um, the only sort of things we have to work on is when Minnesota released that hype video with their new slogan for the year, there was a, like an outline of a kit in there and it was black. So um, it's the rumor is that it's maybe going to be a black kit this year. So who knows? Who knows? We haven't seen anything. I haven't seen anything online. Um, wait, wait, wait. Kit, re kit, kit releases. Don't we have the kit every season? We we alternate, so we do the, we do our uh, we do a home basically a home kit which is the dark one, and then an away kit which is the white the lighter the lighter one. So um, last year it was that very light blue one that has a bunch of stuff on it that you can't see unless you're standing unless you're looking at someone from like two feet away from them. The so, river bend or the, the river, yeah, was. yeah, the river the river kit. So yeah, this year this will be replacing the wing kit that we have uh, that we've been using for the last two years. So yeah, every year. We get one new kit and it just alternates whether it's the the main kit or the alternative kit. The alternative kit is the river kit. So seems like you should just get one new kit a year and the old away becomes the new alternate. And anyway, regardless, so this will be our new home kit, the dark kit. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they call. I don't think they call them home. I think they call them like main and alternate. So like. This is the main kit that they'll play in, except unless there's a team that's also like a dark kit like this as well. Then they'll play in their alternate kit. So yeah, but more it's more or less the, like yeah we all I almost only know play. the retail terms. Yeah. So I mean, most clubs around the world they don't use home and away. They um, but in, in the U.S. Yeah, first and second, and then like a yeah change kit or whatever. They call them the first kit and the change kit or whatever. But uh, U.S. in U.S. parlance, it's basically home and away. So that's that. But the, the away kit is basically the river kit, and then this new one will be our new home kit. So that's the way to think about it. That's exactly how I need to think about it. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, cool. All right. Well, that is all of our Minnesota United news. Um, let's take a quick break, and when we come back. We'll talk some uh, local, some even more local soccer with uh, Minneapolis City and Minnesota Aurora making some big moves today. So we'll talk about that as well as break down some of the world stuff that happened over the weekend as well. So we'll be right back. You want me to. 
that type of dude And I want to be who you like me to But we both know I can't do nothing at all All right, and we are back with uh, today's NL podcast Let's start out with Minneapolis City, uh, MJ we have a new uh, we have a new coach of our NPSL side. Yeah. So last week we announced that Matt Van Benscoten was returning as head coach of the USL two side, and that Tori Burnett was going to be one of his assistants. This week, Minneapolis City announced a slew of staff members, everything from assistant coaches to analysts to trainers to uh, staff. The big one that I noticed was that Marco Campoverde is now being put in charge of the MPSL side. So he'll be the head coach of the MPL side. His previous uh, jobs include being the head coach of the women's Dakota Fusion side. This is a huge relief to me because I thought he was maybe the Dakota Fusion men's head coach. Uh, I feel a lot better that he was the women's head coach because they played better. Um, and before that, he was he he coached uh, high school girls for Moorhead High School and for East Grand Forks High School. So, cool. Yeah, makes sense. If he is also the Dakota Fusion coach. Uh, if you want to learn more about Minneapolis City, uh, they're having their general meeting this coming Thursday uh, at six thirty at Uda Pills. Uh, over in North Minneapolis, the meeting will be in the. I think you, if you go into the, the the brewery, there's a room right to your right. That's where the meeting's going to be. Um, there'll be slides and and pictures and graphs and things like that. Uh, plus Udapil's uh, brew uh, beer, so um, which is very very good if you if you like uh, your sort of German and and Czech style uh, beverages. And you get one dollar off with your Minneapolis City membership card. That is correct. Uh, so any, that's any. That's any. That's any time at Uda Pills, but yeah, for sure on Thursday as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm planning on it. So hopefully, um, <clears throat> I'm gonna be down there. So, uh, come say hi. Uh, all right, Minnesota Aurora. Uh, oh, fresh. Oh, sorry. Protagonist Soccer also released uh, their annual right review of Minneapolis City's financials. And it's pretty hilarious. It's pretty in depth, and you'll get the shorter version on Thursday. So whether you want to read yeah. that between now and Thursday, go read it. Yeah, they all they do that every year, or at least they have for at least the last few years. So um, if you if you want to get nerdy about soccer and and what it costs to run a club, and you know you you can kind of dive into there and 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 get very very nerdy about it. So uh, Minnesota Aurora. They announced like, fresh off their super awesome badge announcement and, and some of their merch getting released. Uh, they announced their schedule, which I don't have in front of me, but suffice to say they have six home games. They announced their stadium, which is going to be TCO Performance Center, which is out in Egan. It's the Minnesota Vikings new practice facility. It is not ideal uh, in terms of location. Obviously, they want it to be in the cities. They want it to be much more accessible by public transit. However, the <clears throat> the the deal that they got to have their games out there is it's insane. There, there there wasn't a place that could better accommodate them. I think this is a temporary solution. I don't think this will be the the, the long term solution for for the team. I think they definitely want to be in the cities if possible. Um, but they have a, there's a bunch of infrastructure out there, including a ticketing infrastructure, so they don't have to build anything ticket wise that they can use uh there's you know concessions there's beer and wine um so people can you know have that uh and not have to like you know bring it in and drink it on the sly like we do at augsburg um <clears throat> and the capacity is kind of the bigger thing too is there's not many uh venues in the city that can that can hold what uh minnesota aurora is expecting the stadium is 5500 people and it can be um, upgraded so they can add some temporary seating as well. They announced last week that you're $30 for a season ticket deposit. Uh, and then signs, uh, all the signs that I've read and heard of, of talking to people points to this being a pretty reasonable per match fee. So much, much more like the NS than Nessie days. Um, 
<laughs> you know, with, se- with season tickets being under hundred dollars, basically, let's put it that way uh, for the six games and, you know, in- individual single game tickets being, you know, in that 12 to $15 range, more than likely for the general admission. And then they, they do have, they will have some reserve seating, which will have some amenities. I don't think they have figured out what that is going to look like yet, but this would be a pretty reasonable um, night out for, you know, a family of four or whatever. You can go to a game and enjoy it and not spend a ton of money. There's a lots of parking lots. So they're going to be doing tailgating. The team is working on biking and busing options from the city as well. I can, I can almost guarantee that there will be at least one bus possibly two going from the black heart out to out to Egan. So if you don't want to drive out to Egan, you don't have to, it's just like we were, when we went out to the Nessie. If you don't want to drive out there, you certainly can avoid it. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of um, other stuff that will be announced as we know a little bit more and get closer to the season. Although the season starts at the end of May. So it's not that far away. Since uh, that whole training center is sponsored by twin cities orthopedics. My understanding is that they, will have some access to the training facilities out, out there as well, which is huge. If, I mean, if that's true, if they, if they can use the weight room or, you know, possibly the, the indoor, indoor practice turf or anything like that. Yeah, I think Twin Cities Orthopedics is one of the first sponsors of, the, of Aurora as well. Um, well before they you know, had any team names or anything like that. So I'm, I'm like 99% sure that they're one of the first sponsors of the, of the team. So it makes a ton of sense. Logist, I mean, logistically uh, for the team on the team side, again, it's not great in terms of the, the, the type of the, the people that they're trying to capture um, and going out to Egan, like, while it's not super hard for me. Cause I'm, you know, I'm sort of on the, the Southern side of St. Paul. Um, it is a bit of a haul if you're in the Northern burbs, but again, we, we drove our asses up to, the Nessie for years. So those guys get to come down to my, my neck of the woods for, for a little while. So, uh, and then in even, is there anything else on the stadium that either you guys uh, had or have questions? about? I, I hate that it's turf, but everything else about it that you mentioned, David, I mean, other than the geographic location, like is works really well for year one, what they're trying to do and having a lot of things already in place. Yeah. And as much as I dislike it on a personal level for in terms of locale, I'm kind of silver lining is that they are contracting with the Vikings practice facility right in Egan. It has nothing to do with MLS. It has nothing to do with Minnesota United. And I would hate to see like Aurora overshadowed by like uh, sharing the Allianz Field facility, for instance, when I think about in Portland, the Thorns and the Rosies and the, the you know, uh, misconduct that, yeah. you know, the I as much as I am not a fan of the NFL or the Vikings in particular, I'm glad that they're not going to be, you know, under somebody's wing. Yeah. And I know that they looked at uh, Allianz, but um, <clears throat> the, the dates just didn't make sense for, for Allianz. Cause I mean, ideally Allianz would be, would be great. And, and, you know, the team is run by, you know, Aurora's run by the Aurora people. And they just, they basically rent Allianz, you know, for, mm-hmm six games a year. And I think, you know, but they just, the, the timing didn't work out great because, you know, Minnesota put their schedule in. They, I think they've locked some other stuff in. It sounds like there might be an opportunity um, if they get some sort of friendly um, to play maybe a one-off game at Allianz, uh, mm. maybe, you know, maybe against like, you know, the, the Gophers or something, if they could do like a one-off, a, like one-off friendly, but just in terms of having, they didn't want to bounce around to a bunch of different stadiums. They want to have one home yeah. stadium. And so, the TCO performance center um, made the, made the most sense for them. So, uh, and then not to be outdone by that, they announced today, actually, as a matter of fact, their first team signing, and it is uh, a goalkeeper by the name of Sarah Fuller, which name might sound familiar to some, uh, some soccer fans. She currently is a goalkeeper for the university of North Texas, but in 2020, when she was goalkeeping for Vanderbilt, she then uh, the Vanderbilt kicker, I believe got hurt. 
And so she suited up and kicked for the Vanderbilt uh, American football team uh, mm-hmm. and had handled kickoff duties. And I think she was two for two on extra points. Um, I don't think she, she was only, I think it was only a game or two, two games, I think. So she didn't play a ton, um, but she got, she actually introduced uh, Vice President Kamala Harris at the inauguration in 2021. Crazy. So she's, uh, she, she's fairly, you know, fairly well known, um, especially in the women's soccer circle especially since she's still in college, but she is the first official uh, signing of the team. And it's a, it's a big one. So I'm kind of curious as to what their goalkeeper kits would look like. Uh, the Aurora <laughs> ones. Cause I may need to pick up an Aurora goalkeeper kit. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool announcement. Yeah. She was the first woman to score in a power five conference division one men's football game. And that hit, even hit my Twitter as much as I don't care about American football much at all. And I, I still saw, saw that that was really big news when it happened. So she's got some celebrity. um, She played four seasons for, for Vanderbilt. So like she's a grad student, you know, at, at North Texas, Um, you know, she's 22 and uh, there's a quote in ESPN, that she tweeted, uh, now y'all Minnesotans need to help this Texan out with some taco recommendations. I did see that. There's a, there's like about 136 replies in her, uh, in her, <laughs> in her feed right now. So um, good good luck. Uh, I, 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 I bet, you know, 90 of them are, are Taco Bell. So, you know. Well, I don't know. There's, you know, we don't have the best tacos in the world, but there are some decent taco places. Oh, there are in, plenty. I'm just saying. Minnesota. Every taco yeah. is a good taco. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else on Aurora? I think that pretty much covers the team so far. I We haven't seen, they haven't announced when they're going to um, uh, sh- share the kits or anything. But again, just based on everything that they've done so far, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining it's going to be pretty fucking awesome. So uh, can't wait for that. Duh. All right. Uh, before we wrap up, let's talk a little bit of world soccer before we talk about the U.S. Uh, men's national team. Uh, AFCON final was on uh, yesterday, actually, as a matter of fact. Senegal beats Egypt on penalties. Um, the battle of uh, Liverpool, Sadio Mane versus uh, Mohamed Salah. Uh, first round uh, went to Sadio Mane. These two teams are going to meet again in March to determine who goes to the World Cup. Uh, they have a they have a uh, home and away um, match to determine the uh, which one of these teams will to occupy one of the, I believe, five spots that AFCON gets for the World Cup. So first round goes to Sadio Mane. Um, good for him. They, I watched I watched this game. It was pretty even back and forth. Um, I think Senegal probably was the deserved winner on this one. Did, did either of you, I'm guessing, uh, Jess, you didn't watch the final. Did you watch it, MJ, at all, or no? I was able to watch a few of the semifinals, uh, okay. but not, not. I didn't. Wasn't able to watch the final at all. So. Okay. Oh, we we'll have to talk more about that. Um, let's talk about women's Asian Cup final: uh, China versus Korea. Uh, MJ, tell us a little bit more. This was held uh, in India, in uh, Navi Mumbai, and. I was so happy. Korea went up to nothing. They were up. Uh, Ji So Yoon from from Chelsea. She plays club with Chelsea. She scored a penalty in the dying minutes of the se- of the first half. And so we South Korea was up to nothing at half, and they just shat the bed in the in the in the, in the second half. Uh, China scored. <laughs> A penalty in the 68th minute. Uh, Zhang Lin scores in the 72nd minute, and then at the death, the 90 plus third minute, um, in a in a very uh, loons versus Seattle like way, Zhao Zhao Yu scores, and at, at the death, uh, China wins their ninth uh, Women's Asian Cup, and and I'm heartbroken. Sorry to hear that, buddy. That's a that's a tough way to lose. Uh, speaking of tough way to lose is uh, FA Cup was over the weekend as well. 
and there were some uh, some amazing upsets in, in the match and some actually absolutely bonkers matches. Uh, everything kicked off on Friday afternoon where Middlesbrough uh, beat Man United on penalties. Uh, Middlesbrough, who I believe are in the championship, they're hovering towards the bottom of the championship, uh, won uh, seven, eight on penalties uh, on Friday. So that kicked us off. And then we had a, a, a match uh, Saturday morning, West Ham uh, against uh, at Kidderminster. <laughs> uh, Kidderminster goes up early. Kidderminster, are they in League Two right now? Or are they League One? I think they're League One. I think you anyway. just made them up. They, 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 they are further <laughs> down than that. They, they are in North, North League North. Oh, okay. So they're, they're not Level even. Level yeah. six. Okay. Level they're, six yeah. Anyways, they go up. Kidderminster goes up uh, at home uh, in the the 19th minute. So they're up one nothing. They're up the entire game, right? And then in the dying minutes of uh, of the end of the game, in the 90th plus one minute, Declan Rice scores a goal to tie the game up. Fuck you, so Declan then they go. So then they go to extra time, and they're playing. They play 15 minutes the first half of extra time. No goals. They play the second 15 minutes of extra time. No goals in stoppage time of the of the second of, of extra time. Jared Bowen scores a goal for West Ham and West Ham wins this game two to one. They scored goals in the 90 plus one minute and the 120th plus one minute. Talk about leaving it absolutely as late as you could possibly leave it. This, this game was absolutely I watched I watched this game because, uh, again, my kids were up at six o'clock in the morning, so I had nothing better to do. Um, this game was <laughs> absolutely bonkers uh and then in terms of other matches everything else pretty much went uh where you expect chelsea beat plymouth uh man city beat fulham uh north city upset wolves at home uh everton kicked the shit out of brentford although you lost uh who'd you lose mj you lost um then godfrey went off yeah. holding his hamstring and i'm pissed i'm super concerned but you yeah. know it's, it's uh lampy's you know first First match and Lampy, Lampy, your, your 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 friend and mine, Jess Frank Lampard. <laughs> I know. I mean, but I would never, I would never try to get away with calling him Lampy. Well, uh, I'm still not convinced. In private or public. Even though two of our goals were on set pieces, which we've looked like this whole season, we've looked like needing the iron skillet method uh, for set pieces. We we. Everton has not been good on set pieces, and we scored two set piece goals in the FA Cup. Eh, maybe improvement. Yeah, uh, Stoke City beat my Wigan two to nothing, uh, which knocked Wigan out of the tournament. Uh, Liverpool uh, and beat Cardiff City three one Sunday morning again at six o'clock in the morning. Luckily, my kid was up, so I was also up uh, and got to watch Diego Jota, Takumi Minamino, and Harvey Elliott all score. Uh, the Harvey Elliott goal was set up. Uh, very brilliantly by new signing Luis Diaz, which was uh, great to see. 18 years uh, old, right? Uh, Harvey Elliott, yeah. And Diaz is, I think, only like 23, 23 or 24. He, we just signed him from Porto. Uh, the other sort of bigger upset, uh, or two of big upsets, actually. Nottingham Forest, uh, four. Leicester City, one. So Nottingham Forest is still on their on their heater. And uh, Borum Wood, another, I think a, another national uh, uh North Division team, or maybe it's a South yeah, they're Division. Actually, they're they're one division up from Kidderminster, but yeah, fifth. fifth yeah. they beat Bournemouth uh, at Bournemouth one to nothing. Bournemouth in uh, in the Championship right now. So um, uh, sorry, Jeff Ruder, yeah, your team off. <laughs> yeah, not a ton of great matches uh, in terms of the fifth round, the round of uh, sixteen. Uh, Liverpool host Norwich City. That's the only. Uh, all no sorry southampton and west ham is also a before before we get to the fifth round i just want to say steve if you're listening i'm sorry that coventry city lost in extra time to southampton and then grady i know you're listening uh when dave said his wigan loss they lost to stoke city so yeah good on you grady and your club uh there's only two uh all epl matchups in the in the fifth round uh said liverpool norwich city and Southampton and West Ham, uh, Everton has Borum Wood, so hopefully you guys can take care of a of a, a North Division team. <clears throat> I I hope we can yeah beat someone in 
it used to be called conference national. Now it's just called the national league, national league. So, um, uh, and then, yeah, there's some other, uh, interesting, interesting mashups. mashups oh, it's as well, crystal so. palace at crystal palace. Yep. Um, yeah, see Peter's Peterborough, man city, Middlesbrough, Tottenham, Nottingham forest and Huddersfield, which would be interesting. Uh, Luton town hosts Chelsea, and like I said, Liverpool hosts Norwich, Everton hosts Boreham Wood, and Southampton hosts West Ham. So those are your FA Cup matches March 2nd. So about a month from now is when that will take place. Uh, all right. And then finally, uh, let's talk U.S. men's national team. We don't have to spend a ton of time on this. They lost um, to Canada. That was, yeah, we talked about that last week because um, that happened on Sunday. Um, but they beat Honduras 3 nothing on Wednesday in the coldest game ever held in uh, world cup qualifying for the U S I'm not sure if it's the coldest game ever in the world. Probably not. There's probably some probably game not. Inside, probably game, some game in Siberia that took place. Those crazy yeah, stand up there's, there's a Russian or Ukrainian game that, that was, or uh Kazakhstan game that was, that was colder, but probably um, anyways. Yeah. They're, they beat Honduras three, nothing <clears throat> Honduras had two players that left that got subbed off in the second half and were treated with hypothermia, including their goalkeeper and, oh Romel, Kyo- and Romel Kyoto, who's uh, one of their better players. They, they did not look like they wanted to play in this game at all. Well, um, who did like, hello. Yeah. I mean, it was funny just watching Matt Turner. Anytime there was a stoppage in play running over to the bench to get a blanket to try and warm up. Uh, it was very dangerous. It was very dangerous uh, for the. I don't recommend it. I don't know if I can support that. No, there's been there's been plenty. There's plenty of uh, U.S. soccer podcasts. If you want to get more people's takes on it, I just the nice the thing was is it was Minnesotans showed up for it, which was really cool. Um, even Greg Perhalter mm-hmm. uh, mentioned how amazing the crowd was. You know, most of the people who were there are probably Minnesotans. I know there's a lot of people came in from from AO and all that. Um, but people were bundled up. They knew. They knew how to handle being outside for two hours uh, in, you know, deathly cold. Again, Hopefully. it should have happened. Minis- the U.S. Federation should not have scheduled a match, this this particular match here in, in St. Paul at this particular match day. But they did, and U.S. came and took care of their, took care of what they needed to do. They got three points, six-point window. Um, they more or less control their destiny in terms of qualifying for the World Cup. Uh, if they beat Panama in March, um, they should, they'll, they'll guarantee them at least a fourth place finish, which would be the internet intercontinental, uh, match in June against probably New Zealand, uh, whoever comes out of Oceania. Uh, and if they get at least a point either in the Azteca or at Costa Rica, uh, or Costa Rica drops points against Canada in their first game, uh, three points will guarantee that they, uh, qualify for, um, world cup, uh, 2022. So was this was not a great window in terms of, you know, if we would have got seven points, I would have been a lot more comfortable going into the last match day, um, nine points. And we, you know, potentially could have qualified, um, but they took care of business when they needed to, they won their home games. So I don't know if there's anything else MJ that you want to say about the U S men's national team or, or Jess, I did, I think everything has been said <laughs> to death. And so, yeah, if, if you want like Ricardo Pepe versus Jesus for takes, you're listening to the wrong podcast, right? <laughs> Um, if you want, uh, you know, why, uh, Busio wasn't there or, you know, what have you, like you're listening to the wrong podcast. Yeah. Go listen to the scuff podcast. Although I will say it was great to see, uh, all three of our goals come off of set pieces. We hadn't scored a set piece goal in the entirety of, uh, qualifying so far. So that has actually been one of the strengths of the U S team over the course of the last few years. Um, and, and actually probably most of my most of their existence while I've been alive has been that the team is they're decent at dead ball situations and they, you know, get stuff, you know, that's how they steal games is that they, you know, get some dead balls and then they are able to score. Um, so, yeah, so that's, uh, that's pretty much it. That's, you know, a wrap on the U S uh, for the, for this window, they'll be back in March and hopefully we will get the points we need to qualify for Qatar. So I can, you know, get up at four o'clock in the morning to watch the U S fans actually playing Qatar. So. Yeah, we only have three more three more qualifying matches, and uh, you know currently we sit in second place. Uh, Canada with twenty five points, U.S. with twenty one, Mexico with twenty one points, but just below us on the table, probably for goal differential reasons. Yep, goal differential, <clears throat> and then um, 
Yeah, I believe Panama's on eight, 18 points, yep. I think. And, so, and uh, Panama's Costa- 17, and Costa Rica is at 16. Yeah, so, Costa Rica's uh, – that's the one and, that – do Rosales, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, Costa Rica's, Costa Rica's the one that uh, – if they get nine points in the next window, they could potentially leapfrog the U.S. So that's the one we need. We need them to, to drop some points um, either – I think their first match is against Canada. So we're hoping Canada – First or second matches against Canada, so hoping they drop points against Canada. So I don't, Edu. Edu, I'm I'm hoping USA and Costa Rica both make it. Sure, why not? Uh, all right. Well, that's it, guys. We uh, this is a short one, so good on us for for getting <laughs> getting taking care of this. Um, I'm gonna like go said, watch what? some USA versus Canada women's hockey. Me too, as I as I probably edit this. So we'll be able to talk about the Portland Timbers game. Uh, again, this is 2 p.m. Uh, on Sunday uh, out in Portland. Again, there will be a stream. I'm like 99% sure Wes will have it on the black heart. So if you want to swing by the black heart on Sunday afternoon to watch uh, the loons, um, I will more than likely be there. I can't imagine why I wouldn't be there. Um, but we'll have a game. We'll have a, you know, more another game to talk about, one that we can actually watch and not just see, you know, two or three highlights from. And hopefully some uh, official news on both Amaria and Ariaga coming into the team, uh, as well as, you know, the two or three more signings that the team is going to make, you know, according to <laughs> two to three, two to three, two to three. Uh, all right. You can always uh, please rate and review our podcast wherever you download podcasts, uh, patreon.com slash the Daves. I know if you want to get on the Patreon uh, at TDAKMN on Twitter, I'm at Texas Zeller. MJ is at MJ Matsui. Matsui. And Jess is at Jessica one four four zero eight three nine or two. We've been the Daves, you know. This, this is the Daves. I no. Right. See you guys. Bye. Thing, Long as you do yours, land here become fee con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We, 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 we do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all, son, y'all, son, 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 son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at